This episode of Rated is sponsored by Professor Pancake Cereal. For more information, please stay tuned to the middle of our program. Heyo, I'm Rick, guys. What's up? And I'm John. What is up indeed? How you doing, Rick? I'm good, man. Unfortunately, I'm a little upset because we're not joined by Dean tonight. He's attending some personal matters, so it's just going to be the two of us. Um, So hopefully he'll be with us for the next recording. But until then, we got some exciting stuff to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. And Dean will be, we record a little message for us about our show today. Uh, So he'll he'll be the mailbag today. So we'll we'll still hear a little bit of Dean. We'll respond to him. I'm sure he's got a lot of cool things to say about, about Eurovision. I um, am super excited about that, actually, too. It's like yeah. uh, someone we know is going to be in the mailbag. So <laughs> it's, it's uh, super exciting. We had some odd cats and characters right. kind of uh, make their way into the mailbag recently. And uh, they're a little quirky and strange. A little but quirky. They're still calling, <laughs> too. You know, we're just choosing to, you know, to keep them where they are for, for the yeah. couple of times. That reminds me, too. 1-800-RATED. Give us a call. Again, your questions can be answered here live on the show. So... Um, keep keep them coming. Yeah. So this episode, we're going to be talking about uh, two shows that have been at or near the top of the Netflix top ten recently, and that is the new uh, Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams movie Eurovision: The Story of Fire Saga, um, and also The Floor Is Lava. Uh, it's the new uh, American Ninja Warrior esque game show. Mm-hmm. That has recently been at least, at least either number one or number two on the top ten. But before we get into that, John, I was talking to you about a new streaming service that you uh, recently tried out. Yes. HBO Max. HBO Max. Again, kind of like we were talking about Peacock last week where I just kind of stumbled upon it. I realized a friend of mine had told me, oh, yeah, if you have an HBO account, my parents do, uh, you know, you have HBO Max. And I was like, no fucking way. So uh, I, I stumbled upon it. Um, I downloaded it. And... What is there really to say about it? If you if you know HBO, it's kind of what you're getting. You know, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, Sopranos fan, you're obviously getting that HBO content. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of new content, I haven't done a whole lot of quote unquote research on what's available. I know that they um, just at like a first glance, they have like an Anna Kendrick show. I think Elmo from Sesame Street has like his own late show, like. Their original content is a bit, it's a bit off the beaten path. And I don't think it's getting a whole lot of talk because HBO has such a strong library to begin with. Um, And it's like, it's a service that, you know, it does its thing. There's, it's like weird because HBO had, so there's like a bunch of apps. It's, It's literally like a fucking like, I think it's a trilogy of apps. See, see, this is actually what I wanted to ask you <laughs> okay, about yeah. too, because I was curious what the difference between H- and I guess you're going to get into this. Yes. What's the difference between HBO Max and then the other two, which I believe are HBO Now and HBO Go? Yes. And you can correct me if I'm wrong because I I don't know how much you know about it. And I I we've talked about this, me and Dean, in a previous episode. I believe HBO Go is HBO strictly for like mobile devices. Yes, I believe so. I've I have done many. I have traveled the the Alps. Uh, I have I have traveled the Great Wall of China to find the answer to what is the difference between all of these same apps. Um, <laughs> I so what I what I've concluded in my research uh, is 
So yeah, HBO Go is I'm pretty sure the mobile version of HBO where you can stream things. Mm-hmm. HBO Now I think was that, but you can also watch live HBO on your phone. So like if if a new episode of Game of Thrones was airing Sunday night at 8, you can watch that on the app too. But you didn't necessarily need an HBO subscription, if that makes any sense. It really is convoluted. Like I don't want anyone at the end of this to go, hmm, okay, great. So those are all three options. Like no, HBO did a horrible job about distinguishing these. Now HBO Max, I guess, is like HBO Go in that you can stream the content on your mobile device or, you know, on your app on the TV. But now there is HBO original, like, app-only content, which, which, like I said with Peacock last week, like, that, that is really the selling point of all of these streaming services is like, okay, we've paid for the copyright ownership of this show, this movie, and this show, but then we're also going to create new programming to, like, I guess, keep you going. So from what I can tell, that's what HBO Max is. Um, it's very purple. <laughs> that's a compliment. I don't even know what, what if that's a positive or yeah. negative. I will <laughs> say to you, Rick, in fact, we're so Rick and I are on a, a video chat, even though you guys can only hear us on uh, – on audio, but Rick, I, I will do something, uh, probably breaking some podcast laws here and just show you what the interface is. It's just, it's very square, very standard, um, blocky. Okay. Something really you kind of see, um, yeah. on like a, on like a Apple music where like album covers kind of yeah. like, you know kind of I mean? like that. Or like a Spotify when you're scrolling through like the, the playlist icons, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. They have, so they have these things called hubs. Um, so this is, so, that, so a couple of them they have, they have Turner Classic Movies, they have DC Films, Looney Tunes, uh, Studio Ghibli, Cartoon Network. Um, I will say that their anime, you know, with Studio Ghibli and even Crunchyroll, their anime collection is very vast. Um, and their animated content naturally is, you know, very good too. Um, but you're getting, when it comes to movies, like I'm just, I'm just looking at a couple of titles here. Bridesmaids, When Harry Met Sally, um, you know, uh, Notting Hill. Uh, I'm trying to think of just like familiar names. They, they kill Bill. Like they have, they have movies. Like it's okay. It, you know the, it is? The, it's, see, now they seem like good movies, not necessarily um, recent releases. I mean, right. they are, they're, they're good movies. They're quality, but yeah, they're not um, anything that's really recent. This right. seems a lot like, um, like HBO Max was basically HBO. Now it kind of feels like I may, I mean maybe yeah. like we saw talked about how confusing this all is. Yeah, I would think that like HBO Now is probably just like they're gonna phase it out or something. Yeah, I, don't know. I think so, I think so too. I, I honestly think even like both a, of them are are probably dead in the water. HBO Go because because if you have from my understanding if you have an HBO account you have HBO Max. So like this is yes. their I guess this is their peak pinnacle streaming service. Yeah. I I was under the impression that HBO go was like a cheaper um, HBO like version that like you couldn't get like, like you were talking about like live or like on your TV, but it's more just like the library on like mobile devices. But um, so if you have HBO though, is this 
which you do, obviously, is this something you find yourself utilizing a lot? Or is this just like you have it, you don't really use it? And like, is, is it worth downloading on your phone? I mean, if you have HBO, sure, right? It's worth, it's worth having because you get all of your favorite HBO content, like those aforementioned shows. I know like Watchmen is a hot button series right now. Um, you know, any, anything that you are watching on HBO is going to be on this app. And some, for some of the new content, you know, I, I personally gravitated towards, they put out a new set of Looney Tunes cartoons that were akin to like the ones from the 30s and 40s. And those are very well done. Um, the voicing, voice acting is incredible. The uh, uh, animation style is very true to its roots. Um, and then I know I'm, I'm waiting for uh, really, I think like just binging one day, the Studio Ghibli collection. That's the Hayao Miyazaki films. He's called the, uh, you know, the, the Asian American version of Walt Disney. So I haven't seen any of those films, but those are all on here. Uh, all the Harry Potter films are on here. Um, you know, they, they have like just big, there's a lot of, like, I'm just looking at Scooby-Doo and like stuff. Uh, uh, Hanna-Barbera, that's a lot of those cartoons are on here too. So like, I think HBO just says we have a ton of like different kinds of content in our arsenal and like here they all are for you. And in one package. And I, if I do a quick, as I, as I uh, stall for a little time here, if I just look on the app store under HBO, I'm just genuinely curious what's even still available. So I don't see an HBO, what was it, HBO um, Now. I don't see that on here anymore. I do still see HBO Go with a horrible rating. Two, two stars after 2,700 uh, uh, reviews. So that's kind of rough. But my whole thing is, if you have HBO, this is a great app to have to watch that content. If you don't have HBO and you're really not into, I guess, the pre-established shows, like I'm pretty sure no one's going to get an HBO Max account to say, hey, I could watch all eight Harry Potter movies. You know, it's going to be, oh, hey, I've never seen mm -hmm. Game of Thrones. I've never seen Sopranos. I've never seen Westworld. Let me go get this app. This is, this is probably the way to go. And I think it's like $14.99 a month. So it's not exactly cheap. Um, yeah, it's, it's HBO like flexing, I think just saying, Hey, we have really good content. Let's do it. I mean, okay. I, mean I don't so, know what's next, man. Like HBO asshole. Like you could watch it. Hey man, spread them cheeks and look what streaming content we could do out here. Stare into the abyss like, and see what comes out. <laughs> like that's literally, yeah. that's what's next, dude. Like, like HBO fucking eyelids. Hey, close your eyes. Don't even need a phone. You just fucking watch. Like that's what the next phase of these streaming apps are. So I, nice. I think it's madness, but. That's my well, HBO Max recommendation. I, I have I have HBO and a believe it or not I have a cell phone, so I'm probably <laughs> and I'm an probably asshole. just gonna yeah I you know I'm a triple threat, so I I have all three of those, so I'm probably gonna download it. I'll check it out. Yeah. Um, HBO obviously has some wonderful content, so uh, it's at least worth a try. And you know yeah. what? If I don't use it, I'll just free up some space on my phone and delete it. But um, I know you were talking about some of the content that they have on the app and even some of the upcoming stuff so i wanted to get into some of the upcoming shows um especially on netflix for july that yeah um you maybe are interested in or some that catch your fancy but first quick note the sneak peek trailer for season two of the boys came out on youtube six days ago it looks awesome i don't know when the second season is going to be released um for those of you who are Breaking Bad or Mandalorian fans, the, it looks like right. the new 
antagonist of this season is going to be Giancarlo Esposito, who was Ooh, Gus nice. in Breaking Bad. I love and, him. Yeah, and I don't remember his name in The Mandalorian, but he's the main antagonist in Mandalorian as well. Yeah. So he's going to be in this, and he always does a great job. So even more reason to watch The Boys than we've That's already awesome. given you. I, I have been, and this is actually the first time I'm hearing from you recommending this to me, Rick, but a couple of people outside of this have recommended The Boys to me. And it's it's just one of those, it's on my list, I just haven't gotten yeah. to it yet. But like, I think this this sounds like it's a pretty good show. It's a, it's a big hit. Um, I, th- I think we're going to start having to um, create a rated pod must-watch <laughs> list for sure. shows yeah. and movies. And this is Gold Star. Like, it's getting on the list. I don't know where we're going to This is like, a 33 out of 33. Oh, I, I, I love it. This is, <laughs> it's great. It's so, it's so good. So check It's it about out, superheroes, right? Sorry, just to briefly it is. It is. It's right. about superheroes, but the superheroes aren't necessarily the good guys. I so love that. I love that. It's a great, fun twist. Yeah. Um, the boys are actually like vigilantes who are trying okay. to take the quote-unquote superheroes down. So it's a very fun twist. It's not like That's the cookie cool. cutter, like Marvel yeah. DC type thing. Yeah. Um, so definitely worth the watch. I would love for you to check it out so we could talk about it. You, Dean, and I for season two. It should Sweet. come out, I'm thinking, sometime this summer. Okay. Um, but for Netflix shows, John, yeah. that are coming out, I'm going to read off a couple that are going to be released this month. Some of the more notable ones, at least. Sure. Um, and being that we're already a week into July, I'm going to mention some that have already been released. Um, and we're not going to get too much into it. Just kind of any uh, quick thoughts on any of the uh, ones that I name. One of them, you know, my dad is a huge fan of the classic comedy Airplane from 1980. Um, I thought you were going to say Master of Disguise, man. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, my dad, my dad. I'm sorry, put him on blast. Personal. <laughs> Just a personal <laughs> note for, for you listeners. I watched as a kid. I don't, it might, this might have come out, what, 20 years ago or something, National Disguise? Probably at this point. Maybe, maybe, maybe probably closer to 15. And I, I went to like the movie theaters, my entire family, and we watched Master Disguise. And my dad like hated this movie. He did not like it. And for those of you who stayed throughout like the credits, I don't know if it was like right after like the, the official ending of the movie or after the credits – but the like the slapping dummy. I don't know if you remember the slapping dummy do, in, this, in this movie. Um, <laughs> what it wasn't like a robot or anything. It was actually just like a midget in a barrel with like with like hands attached to him. It was so fucking stupid. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, it's so dumb. And this like midget, this midget in a barrel is like slapping Dana Carvey silly. And he's, he's just going like, who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? It is, and I, to the life of me, I, I don't know how or why, but it's the funniest and longest like, laugh I've ever heard my dad have in his entire life. He laughed from the moment he saw that till like the drive home. It was like 20 minutes, and he still to this day thinks it's one of the funniest things he's ever seen in his life. But uh, I'm sorry. I had to just every time I think about your dad loving movies, I think of that specific scene. Uh, next and time you see him, just ask him who his daddy is or something. Yell the, uh, by, by the way, that was 18 years ago. Came out in 2002. I just did a quick Google search. Okay. And it also so has close. a standing one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So yes, just, it is. We can do, honestly do a whole podcast on just that film. 
but like, drips drip suckage but it's, um it's, yep yep exactly so anyway you, you were saying your dad is a big fan of, of airplane yeah I, 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 it seems like every, my dad is in his uh, mid fifties. It seems like every guy in around that age is a huge fan of airplane. Yeah. Uh, I don't that know. That was like their is. anchor man. I feel like yes. Like, that's just a I, movie that's like, will always be funny to them no matter what. Yeah. So that's coming. If you're, if your dad wants to relive, you know, airplane, uh, Ali, the Muhammad Ali biopic starring Will Smith. I've cool. never seen that, but uh, I've heard good things. Yeah. Um, Charlotte's Web is coming. Uh, let's see what else we got here. I the, I'm assuming that's the animated one, Rick, or is that the 2006? Whichever. Oh one no, that's that's the that's actually the live action one. I think Oprah Winfrey's in that one. If I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry is coming. Dude, um, I think that's currently in the top ten. If I'm not mistaken, as of this recording, it is Monday, July sixth. Okay. Yeah, because I like some I'll of these. I'll verify already, that, but. Yeah. yeah, some of these have already been released, but uh, I know that's, I th- that one's a shocker to me that that's in the top ten. I mean, it's a funny movie. I think I don't know if it's aged well, considering its themes. I um, think it's aged horribly. Okay. But I also think anything with Adam Sandler that probably gets released to Netflix is gonna spend yeah. some time in the top ten, right? It's currently number nine, Rick. In okay. The U.S. today. Yep. Hey, hey, that's that's one of the first ten numbers. That's- that's something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Well, that's well, that's nine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also being released is Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events. Oh, um, really? Yes. Oh, uh, the Jim Carrey one. Yes, the Jim Carrey. Because oh. uh, they, they have the show, which is, I think, starring Neil Patrick Harris. Yes. Which, but this which, is the movie. Gotcha. I personally, that was, that was a great adaptation. Much better than the movie with Jim Carrey. As much as I love Jim Carrey, oh, I got to so recommend MPH. Better. The show is a lot better. Oh yeah, okay. it does every book, and it, it just takes its time with everything. So I know you're a big Jim Carrey fan. Uh, yeah. Did NPH do just a better job as well of the character? I think it's definitely different. Um, I just think with the TV series, they were allotted a lot more time and budget and effort to giving what what is a really like unique series. It's like a depressing series that's meant for kids. Um, it was given that room to grow and to breathe. Whereas the Jim Carrey version in maybe what, an hour and 40 minutes packed the first three books had to come up with some sort of satisfying ending because every Mm -hmm. book ends with Count Olaf. That's the character that they play like fleeing the scene and just onto the next, you know, thing. Mm -hmm. So I just don't unfair to the movie at the time it was considered pretty good. I think it got some pretty positive reviews and, and Jim Carrey's funny in it, but like, I just, well, I'm just, it's almost like apples and oranges. And I, I totally go with NPH on that one. Okay. I'll have to, I mean, I've, I've always been intrigued by uh, the, the TV show adaptation. So I'll have to check it out there. Yeah. It's great. Um, it's, it's definitely a different flavor of things too. Cause it's, it's like, it, it has Patrick Warburton as the narrator and like, they just tell you every single episode, like, Hey, this story is depressing. It sucks. Like you can totally turn this off right now. And it, and it creates this mystique about it. Yeah, I'll definitely check that one out. Uh, sure. Other movies and shows that are coming are Million Dollar Baby. John, correct me if I'm wrong. Did this win Best Picture? I think it did. I believe it did. Okay. Million Dollar Baby is coming. Uh, Paranormal Activity. Um, already released is Patriot's Day, which I think is or was at number one in the top ten, correct? Yes, I believe it was. Um, okay. It, it's currently number four. 
Okay. Yeah, I don't I recall this not doing so well at the box office or getting that great reviews. I think to to really simplify this probably too much, this is a movie about the Boston Marathon bombing. I just think it was a little too soon to the mm-hmm. event. Um, usually these things, I get why they wanted to, it sounds so fucked up to say they wanted to capitalize on the tragedy and try to like yeah. make a buck off of it. I just think that people were aware of that and that's why uh-huh. it didn't get a whole lot of buzz and a whole lot of praise when it first came out. That's my take on it, at least. I've never seen the movie. Hey, take your take is better than mine. I, I, I <laughs> haven't seen the movie either. Um, another another uh, movie that's coming to Netflix, John, I'm curious if you've seen this because you are the animated movie expert. Have you seen 1998's Quest for Camelot? I personally love that movie. Yeah, you know what? I have seen it. I have. I'll be honest with you. If it's not Disney, I probably haven't seen it literally since 1998. Um, I just never. I never really had those movies like past VHS. Okay, um, it is a Warner Brothers film, so it's, yeah. it's not Disney, but uh, musical, right? It's like you know, it, it is kind of like, like yeah. yes, cool. And I so I know we were talking about like medieval themed shows and movies, and back in 90, 1998, they had this. And uh, yeah. I personally, yeah, you know, <laughs> as, as a kid, as a, God, how old was I, six? Yeah. Okay, this was, I ha- probably haven't seen it since like maybe 2000. This, but, this was your shit, man. You're like, yeah, Yo, I'm on this quest for Camelot. Dude, I, I, I love it. <laughs> I felt like I was on the journey with them. But um, <laughs> let's see, what else do we got here, man? Schindler's List is coming. Oh, classic. Um, Spaceballs as well. Ooh, love that movie. Um, Ooh, I got a lot of stories about that one. That's that's a different... You'll have to come meet with us personally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's too much for one podcast. <laughs> um, the Karate Kid trilogy. Nice. Don't think I've ever uh, actually seen the sequels. I I know I haven't. So yeah. I've, I've heard they're actually not good. But, so they I'm probably not gonna, aren't. <laughs> yeah, they're probably not. Um, a, a movie... John, I don't know if you've seen it. I thought it was great. I know uh, a lot of people have a problem with um, Ben Affleck movies sometimes. They're not so great. The Town, though. I thought The Town was great. The Town, I haven't seen that personally. That one is currently number six. Um, Watch The Town. Yeah, that's a good one? Yeah, watch The Town. It's it's good. You know, I know Ben Affleck, I think, has won some raspberry awards or something right for like being like a crap actor yeah I don't, this works i think it's got his brother in it and uh jeremy renner and a couple of you know the typical boston boys and this um, is about a, like a bank heist right or, or some yes sort. okay yeah i and i i'm pretty sure like he, they were like robbing banks and stuff like that and like he wants to get out and he like can't get yeah. out gotcha. but um let's see uh total recall with cool. uh arnie yep um, and it just came out, I think a little while ago, Unsolved Mysteries is that one, dude. Yes, that is out. And that is, is, or was number one, right? It is currently number one. Okay. Have you seen any of it, by the way? I, I have it. I haven't seen it either. I know uh, my wife was watching a little bit of it. I'm curious okay. what, what she thinks. True, true crime is always popular, especially now. I think, you know, there's more, um, documentaries, podcasts, things like that. I'm a big true crime yeah. uh, podcast listener myself. So um, that'll probably be in the top 10 for a while. I'm, I'll probably watch an episode or two and yeah. give a little tidbit maybe uh, sure. next recording we have. 
Yeah. Um, I got to say, Netflix is killing the game. They got a lot of, a lot of good stuff coming out in addition to all their original content. I mean, looking at the top 10 as it stands right now, uh, half of them, five out of 10 and four out of the top five are Netflix original series. So yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, job, there's, there's, they're still they're still killing it, and I mean, I I mentioned probably not even half of the July releases. So I mean, right. there's oh, yeah. even more that you know people I sure I'm sure know and love, or um, will see for the first time and enjoy. Um, so Netflix, surprise, surprise, still killing it. Mm-hmm. But we want to get into specifics. We want to talk about the floor is lava. But before we get into that, John, we're gonna hear a word from one of our sponsors. Man, my breakfast stinks. I wish my breakfast wasn't so boring. Let's make that stinky, boring breakfast break fab. Professor Pancake! Hiya, kids! I have some Professor Pancake cereal for you this morning. The only cereal made of real batter in all of your favorite pancake shapes. There's Original and Flapjack. Eat up, kids. There's plenty of pancake to go around. Straight from my trademark syrup laboratory. Who knows what wacky machinations go on there? I'd love to go to your lab, Professor Pancake. Whoa, slow mm. down there, children. You're eating mm. too fast. Every bite of Professor Pancake's cereal feels like... <coughs> oh my god! He's choking! Oh, oh my god! Oh goodness! Oh me, oh my! I, I don't know what to do here! He's choking! Someone help! Help me, somebody! He's choking! Is it the Heimlich maneuver? Oh, balls! Oh, titty licks! Oh, pussy! I'm, I'm so sorry, I have a condition that makes me curse when I'm nervous, when I'm in a state of panic. Oh, titties! Oh, titties! Oh, boy, this boy is turning bluer than a Smurf's left ass cheek! Help! Ambulance! Police! Oh, no, he started convulsing! The oxygen is leaving his body! Oh, no! Breathe! Breathe, damn you! Oh, god damn it, he's a goner! Why? Oh, why did you eat so many of these pancakes in one fitting? What will I do? I'll have to change my identity. Start fresh. But for a third time? Why, God? Why must you punish so harshly those who have sinned? He was just a boy. They only wanted pancakes. He was just a boy. They only wanted pancakes. Professor Pancake Cereal. Now part of a balanced breakfast. Don't eat it too fast. All right. Awesome, guys. Just one thing I wanted to say before we go into our two shows. Something that's been on my radar, Rick, is um, there was a uh, a bunch of films that were slated for release later this month into, can you believe this, actual movie theaters. Um, oh, no. And, you know, we're, for those of you listening in the year 2031, you know, through your cranial cellular devices um you know we're still in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic and that has just put a damper on any you know any movie going experience that's not either on your phone or straight to your television and what was on my radar uh for a long time was mulan had a release date of july 24th and this was pushed back i think there was a release date in may um so that got pushed to july 24th then i'm going to myself okay maybe the movies will open up now it just got pushed again, 
I believe it's to August 21st. Um, and I'm noticing a lot, there's another Disney film um, that is also being released on the 21st. X-Men The New Mutants is August 28th. Um, there's just a lot of these big, you know, we know about like Black Widow, um, that's in November. Wonder Woman was pushed to October 2nd. So I guess, you know, I guess not to try to put a damper on things, but for those looking to go to the movies, because we want to do that too, you know, mm -hmm. as, as reviewers of this content, I love, I personally, I love going to the movies, Rick. Like that's one of my favorite things. Yeah. Do. And I would love to like, talk about new films on their opening weekends. And just right now it's still it's like, we're still waiting and, and understandably, like it is still not completely safe. You know, at this point, if we're going back to the movies, we're probably at 50% capacity. Everyone's wearing masks, you know, and I, I certainly would not want to rush something like this. Like, like what a first world problem that I don't want to sit at home and watch a movie. Like I want to go somewhere else. Um, yeah. So I hope I don't, I'm not coming across like a diva, but like, there's a lot of people who just want the movies to be back and it looked for a while that this was the month that things were going to resume and now it's not. And, you know, August is usually not the greatest period to release a lot of films. It's the tail end of summer. Some kids are back in school. So a lot of the blockbusters, you know, don't get as much attendance. Parents are, you know, they're returning from vacations. Um, so that's just a, an odd time to like block releases. And it's usually then after that, September, October, eh, you know, there's always going to be good movies here and there. Um, but it's really November, December. That's when they capitalize on the holidays and the time off. That's when, and, and even like the Oscar buzz worthy movies are going to get released then. So I just wanted to address that. Um, I don't, I don't know how you feel Rick too, with, with being able to go to the movies or not, and you know, what you're looking forward to, if anything, that's still slated to release. Well, I, I'm, I'm in total agreement with you. I'm a huge yeah. movie goer. I love mm -hmm. going to the movies. Um, I don't remember, don't know if you remember this. I had movie pass, uh, That's for, right. for a while. You did, I had it. Yeah. And, um, I just based on what I read online and heard reviews and like experiences from other people, a lot of people had some serious problems with movie pass. Mm -hmm. It wasn't either the app or the card wasn't working the way they yeah. wanted to. They couldn't go at certain times, certain theaters. I am probably one of the only guys who had movie pass where it worked like flawlessly for me. Wow. I saw That's like anything and everything I wanted whenever and wherever so i saw like three movies a week i went to go see movies that i wasn't even particularly interested in just because yeah. it was like a night out something to do yeah and i was seeing it at no extra cost to myself so <laughs> um i was doing that it was so fun um there would be um like five dollar movie tuesdays at the theater by my house it's yeah, like five minutes away those. yeah and i would go see it as long as like if you go see a movie but that starts between like four and six it's like five dollars and i would go every tuesday Incredible. i'd go yeah. and I'd, I'd see whatever is whatever is out because what's five dollars you know it's it's, right. a, it's like you said it's just it's an experience to go to a, yeah. a movie theater and we're missing out on that right now and it sucks and i've i've heard even rumors that like I don't want to say going to a movie theater is going to be like non-existent anymore, but it's like going to die out as a result of COVID so much to a point where like, it's going to kind of like not really be a thing anymore. They're going to do more like direct to like TV type of yeah. purchases. Remember what they did for, um, remember the interview? Yes. With, uh, yeah. I remember that James Franco, Seth Rogen. They, like they just like released it. Cause like 
there was like a North data Korea breach, wanted to nuke us right? or something. Yeah, I thought, yeah. I thought North Korea was like, well, we're going to kill you all if you watch yeah, this Yeah, right. Yeah. So, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed. Obviously, I'm a huge yeah. um, Fast and Furious fan. I know they're not like Oscar-worthy movies, but I love it. Uh, rest in peace, Paul Walker. Um, it was supposed to come out. Yeah, right? Uh, bow your heads. Uh, it was supposed to come out, I think, in April, and now it's like delayed till next April. Yeah. And like the movie's like done and ready to go, but it, I gotta wait a year because of of, of COVID. Um, I I was excited to see Mulan. It was one of my yeah favorite animated Disney movies as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another one I wanted to go see. Yeah. Uh, I, I like that one too because that was like the first big blockbuster release that was going back to the movie theater. Um, yeah, and another one is yeah. uh, the new James Bond film. I don't remember what it's called. If it's the last one with Daniel Craig. Yeah, um, I love the Daniel Craig James Bond films. Quantum and that's, of fuckery, whatever it's called. Oh, you know, <laughs> Quantum, so- Quantum of Solace was one of them. So you're not far off. But uh, I don't remember what it was. But it, it had another badass name, and I was excited about that. But I've yeah. I've kind of like um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm trying not to get like too excited about movie news yeah. because like even with without trying to get off into a, a COVID tangent. The, uh, the baseball season is supposed to come back in late July, and now mm-hmm. there's rumors that that might not even come back because of right. uh, spikes in positive tests. So Everything I is have, still uh, so up in the air. Yeah, it's wait and see with everything. I have mm-hmm. l- low expectations. I try not to get my hopes up. Yeah. So uh, We're hopeful. hoping we're back at the movie soon. That's, that's yeah. kind of what this whole discussion was about. And if I'm not mistaken, movie pass, did, did they – they're shuttered, right? They, they're, like, done. they're done. They're yeah. They're over with. That's what I thought. I'm, okay. I'm devastated. It they certainly like, wouldn't have survived this, you know? Like, no. I, yeah. Dude, but. it cost me $10 a month to go see <laughs> a, a movie a day. I, what the, <laughs> I was telling everyone to go oh. get this thing. I was like, you have to get it. Dude, my brother's girlfriend got it like a month before they like went bankrupt and went out. So she paid like <laughs> the $100 for like the year and then just couldn't see anything. And I was wow. like, Oops! <laughs> what could have been, man, with Movie Pass? I think oh we'll, my God! We'll lament it, and who knows? Maybe it makes a comeback. At this point, COVID nineteen. Who the fuck knows, dude? Like, like what it is? I'll I'll tell you what. What the fuck? This is what surprised me. So, guys, Rick mentioned to me the other day. He's like, "Hey, Flores Lava is in top ten. You should watch that." My first impression, and I love Rick to death. I really do. I love this man like a brother. Oh, my first my question God, my, was, why the fuck am I going to watch a stupid-ass show called Floor is Lava? It's literally my first impression. This was weeks ago. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, what the f-? I'm like, what is this? I got to tell you, Rick, I watched it. I watched the first two episodes. It's pretty damn good. It's very entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, I was so ready to hate on this. I was just like, okay. this is going to be so dumb. But the show does such a great job at just leaning into its kind of like wackiness. Mm-hmm. And the host, so that I should probably give a summary. This is a game show wherein, surprise, surprise, just like that game you would play when you were little and you were jumping from furniture to furniture, the floor is lava. You don't want to touch the floor. And so they've actually constructed this almost like an escape room type situation um, where there's, you know, there's, you know, water that's supposed to look like lava that's constantly rising as you're, you and I guess two partners try to escape the room as fast as you can with as many people as you can. And so, um, so it's, it's a wacky concept. It's obviously very childish from the get go, but I have to say just, you know, like I'd mentioned 
the host does a great job with just he has a fucking blast this dude like at the yes. end of the show he loves giving out that lava lamp to whoever whichever team wins gets like a like a little trophy they get ten thousand dollars and there's even times where like he just comments on the action and it could have been so cheesy and in a way rick like so corporate that yeah. i i'm so happy that and i don't i only like position the host as kind of like the key holder to this ideal that this is not just another wacky thing like it's gonna you know there's there is some charm to it but the way he like just reacts to everything i'm like that he had he strikes the right tone and i very much enjoyed myself like he there was someone who everyone like suffers a pratfall and like there's one in the first episode where like there's a painting that you're supposed to like you know like lift a lever and it turns into a bridge or something yeah and and then, like, uh, it like it just falls fucking right into the lava with one team. Go right straight into the drink. And yeah. uh, he's just like, who needs art collecting when you're trying to get out of there? And like, he just, like, his quips are just so, yeah. it makes the show for me. And it, I have to apologize for my original thought because I just thought this was going to be the dumbest shit I've ever seen. And it is so far from that. And uh, I, I liked it a lot. And I, I, yeah. I have a feeling you did too. Yeah, the uh, the host is uh, Rutledge Wood. Um, he, I don't really know a lot. I don't really. Yeah, it's <laughs> cool. It's very masculine. It sounds like um, it sounds like a pink color. <laughs> yeah, it does actually. And right? uh, I don't know how much you guys know about him. I don't particularly know a lot about him, but I think he's a NASCAR host and or analyst. Oh, wow. Okay. So, or maybe maybe not NASCAR, but um, like racing shows. Yeah. Uh, a lot of like car and racing type. Uh, hosting things like that um but yeah i mean i don't think i've ever seen like a host have more fun and like joy in his in his heart and face like hosting a show than this guy like jeff probst doesn't have half as much fun as this guy does right. like, yeah yeah so um i will say i i think if they had a host other than him the show would suffer a lot. Yeah. I just think he's he's perfect for it. And mm-hmm. if they had like anyone else, it would just like I don't know, I don't want to say the show would suck, but it would it would really just take a big hit. Like yeah, like Nick Cannon. Say what you want about Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon is a great host for things mm-hmm. like America's Got Talent and like yeah. The Mass Singer. But like if Nick Cannon were to do this show, it just it wouldn't work. Like it's not a good I, fit. Right, it just it wouldn't yeah. be the right fit. Like Nick mm-hmm. Cannon is is a great host, it just wouldn't work. Um, so he is a big part of this. Um, and to give you guys even a better idea of what this show is like, uh, and I said it earlier on in the episode, it's a lot like American Ninja Warrior. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the more, I guess, uh, gimmicky, family friendly version. Yes, right. For sure. Yeah. This is um, definitely geared more towards like. Uh, families and like um, kids uh, just because like even the idea of like the floor being lava is is a it's a kid idea right right exactly um, but it's we, cool we too talked because... about this as being like um I made a joke that it like belonged on like Nickelodeon like that that's the vibe yes. I got from this like back when what was the what was the channel it was was it called guts right was the Nickelodeon uh, channel was I thought all it was uh, I thought it was Nick gas or something that's right? what that, yes it was Nick Gass, and the show was My Family Has Guts or something like that. My Family Has Guts, and remember uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple? Yes. like that. <laughs> actually, that is a great comp. That's what this show feels like, a modern Legends of the, of the Hidden yes. Temple. 
um, that that's that, I think that's the best way to approach it, which mm-hmm. I think works totally in its favor. And it's cool too because uh, there's uh, I think there's ten episodes and they have five different rooms that they do for two episodes each. And for example, like one of them will be like the kitchen. So um, something they can jump on would be like a table and they can um, swing from like a a piece of salami or something. And then like in the, in the corner, there's a pizza oven. And if you, you take that wooden like pizza slab, you get like a key out of it and you could turn a table and stuff and you can jump on other tables and chairs and, uh, climb on like a knife rack or things like that. So like the <laughs> the theme the themes of the of the the rooms are really cool because they're different for each episode. Um, one thing because we've been pretty positive talking about it right now. The <laughs> let's let's fucking let's, let's stick a little knife in there and be like hold on. Yeah. Here. <laughs> um, I have a real problem with I I guess the contestants on the show. And John, okay. maybe you'll agree with me. I don't know. I've talked to our friend Justin about this. Um, it is very frustrating. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not patting myself on the back here, really, but like I'm a pretty athletic guy. Yeah, right. You so are. Fr- I can attest to that. You absolutely thank are. You. Thank you. Thank you. Rick so broke a ton of track records at our high school. All right. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> so thank you. Well, you're just you're just providing context, but I appreciate that too. Um, but it's it could be a little frustrating too. Um, because some of the jumps, at least from the viewer's viewpoint, seem pretty easy. Yeah. Um, and it could be pretty frustrating because it'll be like, and I even even our boy Rutledge Wood will say, this is a really difficult four-foot jump. Right, and yeah, like, yeah. And, I, and I'm like, yeah, it's four feet. <laughs> yeah. He, I think he says that, though, with like a little bit of like this. Sarcasm. Like a little bit of sarcasm. That's why I think he works. <laughs> But you're right. And dude, I gotta say, when they fucking when they fucking faceplant, it is the funniest shit. Like this show is really funny. Like Yes. They do play up and I'm sure they, they probably um in pre production talk to the contestants about this. Yeah. But when the contestants like fall into the water, they do kind of act out almost a little bit. Yeah, right? yeah, they do. They kind yeah. of make this like little um like dramatic, like no. Yeah, like they'll, yeah. Like, they'll like they'll like reach the hand out to their teammate, like they've right, like they're yeah. falling in the lava, like no. And like, like they know, are literally dead, like that kind yes. of like like thing. yes. It's actually funny too, though, because someone I was watching with, and this is a very stupid question, but they're like, what, like when they fall into like the lava, where do they go? And I'm like, well, they're not gonna like show them like, you know, freestyling or breaststroking right, out of yeah. the water, like. So like they fall into the lava and you never see them. Yeah, they're gone. (laughs) You're right. Yeah, (laughs) it's over. So it is almost as if they have like perished from this earth. Yeah, right. Um, so that's really cool too. Um, I I I think the the courses and stuff are all cool, but like I was saying before, it does get really frustrating. Some of the (laughs) decisions that these uh, contestants make. Yeah, you know, um, people get really scared about small jumps like i said it's a really crazy four foot jump and then they'll like (laughs) rather than make a jump on their feet they'll do like a belly flop because that's the ultra safe thing to do god right and they're like no why no and then in one of the the episodes like there's a pyramid and it's covered in like water so it's super slippery and like (laughs) one player per team gets on this pyramid and 
falls right off. And you're like, <laughs> you're like, did you really think that was a good idea? Come on, man. Dude, you should be on there as lava coach, man. Like just like I, fucking directing people. Like right? you don't even have to know the answers. You're just like, listen, I'm going to tell you if that's a stupid decision or not. Yeah. You know? So, so one of the things that too, I thought was pretty frustrating is, so John, you were saying that the goal is to get as many of your teammates to the end as possible. Yeah. And for each teammate you get it to the end, you get a point. Yep. Right. So if let's say, uh, you, me and Dean all get across, um, the tiebreaker is time. Yep. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times what people will do on, on the show though, is they'll stand like at or near the entrance and they'll watch one of their teammates go to the end or try to make it as far as they can. And they really won't advance themselves until they fall in. And there are multiple routes to get to the end. There's yeah, yeah. different ways. So everyone could be trying to get to the end in their own route at the same time. And that right. cuts down on the time. And actually, John, because there are there's kind of like pulleys and buttons at certain points mm -hmm. in the in the race. So it's actually beneficial for everyone to take their own route. Right, exactly. And what have to work in conjunction at some point anyway. Exactly. And then I saw there was this one team, and I don't know if you saw this episode, a, one person on his team finished, and he still hadn't stepped onto the course because he's just, like, barking out directions. He's like, Oh, my that, God, what the and hell? Like, I didn't get to like, that one yet. Yeah, he just, like, didn't move. And, like, Rutledge Wood made, like, a comment about that. He's like, he likes to <laughs> – he likes to point out directions, but he doesn't want to play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love this guy, man. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's, it's fun. Um, it's an easy watch too. This is something that you can kind of like have in like the background. If you're like doing like yeah. school work or mm -hmm. cleaning, cleaning your room or whatever, which is really yeah. cool. This is as um, mindless a watch as it gets. Like you, you just have yeah. to, you just know insanity is happening and you could just tune in whenever you feel like. Yeah, so it, it's it's pretty it's pretty fun all around. It definitely is geared more towards uh, kids and families. Um, if you're a fan of American Ninja Warrior or like competition shows like myself, yeah. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, Even like if you're I, a fan of like MXC from Spike, remember that show? Yes, like yeah, a wacky, just obstacle course kind of show. Yeah, it does kind of have of that too. like that like Asian obstacle course game show feel to it. You know what it also is a lot like, and I don't know if you ever really like watched it regularly, but I know you know about it. I think it was on ABC or NBC. It was Wipeout. Do you remember yes. Wipeout? Yep. I remember that. It's, it's a lot like Wipeout. Kind of like that. It's, yeah. It's more, a little more gimmicky than that, but it's, it's yeah. a lot like Wipeout and it's, um, it does a really good job of kind of meshing the American Ninja Warrior obstacle course with the escape room. Like you said. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a show, truthfully, I'd recommend it. I'd never thought I would say that before watching. But I think for just mindless fun entertainment, something you can watch with your family, you don't have to worry about the content or even even like some shows you know you watch with your family that you just need to fucking pay attention for and then someone's mm -hmm. not. So you got to explain it all to them. This is yeah. great mindless stuff. And this will probably be in the top 10, I think, for the foreseeable future. So Netflix, yeah. kudos, kudos to you. You made me a believer. You know what this is good for too, John? Because we, mm -hmm. we try to recommend um, not only like what type of viewer certain shows are good for, but even situations too. And yeah. I know you um, in like your extended family have a, um, a fair amount of 
family gatherings and not yeah. just, you know, with family, but you also have it with um, like nieces and nephews and younger kids too. Yes. This mm-hmm. is something that I think for you, at least personally, would be a great show for you to throw on with like nieces and nephews and stuff yeah. or like your parents. Totally. And everyone everyone kind of like of all ages can watch this together. Yeah. And you can get a it's laugh fun. out of like somebody face planting or like, you know, you could all like, you know that was it the, the Jackie Chan meme where he has the, the hands over the side of his head and he's like, no. He's yeah, like, yeah, like that. Like, <laughs> why did you take that route, you know? So it, right. it's, this is a perfect like all ages type of thing. Um, it's, uh, it, it does have its frustrating moments, like I said. Like right. I think, I think, um, I don't think the course, I mean, I didn't run it, so it's maybe hard for me to say, but <laughs> I don't think the course is particularly hard. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I think also because American Ninja Warrior courses are difficult. These are like mm-hmm. the best athletes in the world that are doing this. Oh my stuff. God, yeah. And I think this is an easier course too because it lends to different types of contestants because there are middle-aged people that are like fellow teachers and co-workers. Yeah, exactly. One team, I don't know if you saw it, John, was like the Little League dads or something. Yes, I did see them. Right, exactly. It feels like the average family, the average Joe could take on yes. this course that's what I, that's what i think it is it's almost like if uh you, like you know how like everyone does kind of like tough mutter and like the yeah Spartan races. right like it's just almost it's like, like it's like the the yeah. tv show where you like almost like you just like sign up and hey let's go play, yeah, do the floor right. is lava it's, <laughs> it's the floor is lava is in our city come and sign up yeah, and do it dude that we're telling the fucking future you're you're a fucking psychic that is definitely and it's just like when price is right like travels like this is definitely yeah i mean can you imagine i would sign up to do it i mean i wouldn't care yeah. about it being televised or not but if like the floor is lava came to it's atlanta yeah. I, i'd buy a, a ticket and you know I'd, yeah. I'd love to try the course and it, it doesn't even it doesn't take up a lot of space it's not that big i mean right. the hardest thing would probably be like getting the proper amount of water in there that's pretty much it um but if you can find the right city and right venue, it's awesome to do. I'm sure they could find a nice place in the uh, Georgia Aquarium in Atlanta to oh, do for that. Sure. So I'm, I'm, you know, now that I'm saying it, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that they Dude, actually make it right? happen. <laughs> we'll hope. We'll hope. So yeah, we we definitely recommend Floors Lava for really, really any you know, especially family occasions. But even if you're just kicking back, looking for some some fun, wacky entertainment. Uh, so, so definitely give that, give that a look, you know, right. coming up right after double dare, like that kind of thing. Yeah. So, Perfect. so without Dean, we're going to go, a uh, rating. Do you want to do, uh, out of, out of 50? I guess I don't think he's. Yeah. Let's, yet. let's do out of 50, um, for, for this one. And it's funny cause I didn't really even think about a rating for this show yet. Cause it's, it's so like, it's so, I don't want to say there's no substance, but it's just so very like this, like well, this show doesn't. Without being negative, it's yeah. mindless, right? Right, exactly. It's, it's and obviously mindless has a negative connotation to it, but it's it's more like, yeah, you know, it's just nice sometimes to watch a show where you don't have to like watch intensely and right. like have your eyes glued to the screen, like it's like almost like watching a cartoon sometimes. Yeah, like, it's that's just really like what nice it feels to like. just to just like relax. Yeah. You don't have to worry about missing anything. Right. Um, right. And it's, it's so good too. And, uh, it, it, like you said, it's something you could just, you could watch friends yeah. and family and I don't know, make fun of the contestants or whatever. Not, oh, yeah. not a perfect show because obviously no. it's, it's, it's a I, little on the childish side and, and yeah. I, I still like the, the contestants are 
frustrating to the max. But also, <laughs> I guess you can even um, make an argument that if everyone kind of breezed the course, maybe it wouldn't be so yeah. fun either. Yeah, but, uh, I agree. It, I, th I think if I was going to give it a rating, um, I, I was also surprised by it. So I'm going to give it some extra points for that. Out of 50, we throw it right in the middle of 25. Give me some bonus points for surprising me. I'll give it a 30 out of 50. Nice. Okay. We're yeah. pretty much on the, we're pretty much on the same page then. Um, I'm going to give it a 27. So, oh, cool. okay. Yeah. I think that's like, it's pretty like down the middle, right? Like we're, we're trying to yeah. be, be, be fair to it. So we're what a little under like a six or whatever, right? Or yeah. Like, like 57 I would, or something. I would recommend it. Like, it's not even a show that's like, Oh, Hey, if it's on, don't change the channel. It's like, no, go out of your way to throw it on at least once. If you don't, if you're not into it, the episodes are kind of long. I think the first episode's 37 minutes. If you're not into yeah. it, I think each round is probably around 10 minutes long, like the way they show everything. If you're not yeah. into it by that first one, then you'll know. But I think you will be. So, yeah. without further ado, let's go into our second show today. Um, and this is also a great Netflix show. We've, we've been, I've been chomping at the bit to not only see this movie, but to also talk about it once it's over. Because... This is, I think for me personally, I think a lot of us in our age group, watching a Will Ferrell comedy like Anchorman, old school, like this was, this defined a lot of our senses of humor and like introduced us, I think, to that PG-13 type of raunchy, funny, quotable type of cinema, you know, to, to put it, to put it mildly. Um... And so we watched Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. What a title. And just like Crossing Swords last week, the title just shows you that this is going to be some grand, like hilarious uh, satire, but also endearing mm -hmm. set piece for both of their stars, Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams. Rick, what did you think of this movie? Um, I, you know, I really liked it. It was, it was, it was pretty much what I expected it to be, mm. which in this case was, was good. was a good thing. Right. I was, I was really excited to see it. Um, I'm a big Will Ferrell fan. Um, I think you too, you are too. And most of our friends yeah. are like, he's just, mm -hmm. we like him, you know, he's, he's, he's I one know, of those, he's a comic. He's one of those guys, you know, centuries from now, one of the great comic actors of our time, you know, just like a Jim Carrey, um, you know, just, he's just, he's just brilliant. Um, and he's yeah. had a lot of funny things under his belt. So I, I really enjoyed it. I, um, I don't want to say I had like super high expectations, but I expected it to be, um, at the very least, like solid. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'll get more in depth on like what I thought about like specifics and stuff, but yeah. for like, a like a one sentence summary, um, it is a, Poor man's blades of glory. Yeah, that's that is, fantastic. Well, that is, so well put, man. Thank you. Because blades of glory is is great. Blades right? of glory is hilarious. Yes, it's hilarious. It's it's got so blades of glory was the ice skating movie. Will Ferrell, uh, John, what's, what's, John Hader, Will Arnett, and Amy Poehler, like real, and they're fantastic today. And this was in two thousand seven, at the height, I think, of their powers. Um, mm -hmm. Jenna Fisher was in it as a love interest. Like this was. Yes. That was such a funny comedy. And I agree with you, Rick, that this movie 
It has its moments where it's pretty funny. Not enough, especially the runtime of this movie is two hours and four minutes. It's a little long. Which is genuinely like a half hour too long, I think, when all is said and done. So so this movie, I think, tried to recapture a lot of that. And it's easy to make comparisons because it's Will Ferrell and a female protagonist. It's like, you know, this. it's, it's set in Iceland, you know, and Blaze of Glory was about ice skating. So I guess it's an easy comparison to make. But when I think about the type of humor, this movie's not as raunchy as uh, Blades of mm-hmm. Glory. In, in, in weird ways, it felt like this could have gotten a PG rating, um, you know, for, yes. for most of the jokes. But yes. I think that it's a good comp because it doesn't quite hit the highs of Blades of Glory, but it does have, mm-hmm. you can almost watch both movies and not realize which one you were watching. Yeah. I, yeah. I think some of the similarities too, though, are is like the international competition aspect yes, of it, right. right? Oh yeah, there, there's um, yeah, there's a ton. Will Will Ferrell and John Heater were like the underdog male male yep. skating partners, while Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams are the underdog, not only underdog but the unwanted really yes. uh, mm-hmm. song duo that's entered in the contest. So yeah. there's uh, the international competition, underdog uh, entry, yeah. things like that. There's um. The, the antagonist in, in uh, Eurovision wasn't really, and when you think about it, an antagonist. Yeah, he actually there, wasn't, he wasn't really a bad guy. There's really, there are no bad guys in this there, movie. You, nice. you think that the romantic love interest played by Dan Stevens for uh, Rachel McAdams' character, brilliant name, by the way. It sounds like the word secret. I think that's, it's kind of pronounced like that, right? It's like it's S-I-K-R-I-T, a, I think. I think it's S-I-G-R-I-T. I think it's, it's secret. A se- secret, okay, okay. Anyway, I love that name. Um, yeah. But yeah, where you would think that he was the villain, he's really not. And in a way, there is, there really is no villain per se. I don't want to spoil a certain event that happens with uh, yeah. elves <laughs> towards yes. the end. Like Very that, funny. Yeah, hilarious. That seems like that was the quote unquote villain, but it's even hard to describe exactly like that. It only was in that one scene where you felt the yeah. antagonist. Yeah, I want to say it's um it's not necessarily a, a story of having an antagonist as it is yeah. um an underdog kind of like finding the, themselves and overcoming the Exactly. Odds. The antagonism is almost like your own self-doubt. Like that's exactly. what both of them learn to overcome. I have to say too, Rick, and in that vein, what I really enjoyed about this movie because truthfully, I did not think it was the funniest movie. I really think that there were a lot of lapses, times where I didn't laugh a whole lot. Yes. But the optimism of, like, the characters, especially Rachel McAdams' character, like, that, it was a very, like, jolly kind of movie, very happy movie. There was a lot of positive moments. Yes. You root for these guys. Um, yeah. That that was, that made up for the lack of comedy in a lot of areas, and certainly with all the musical numbers that they had, too. Uh-huh. Um, it just, it was a very, it was a movie very light on its feet, even though being about this international competition, they had a lot of crazy big costumes and set pieces. It, it was a very breezy film, only in tone, not, certainly not in length. But did yeah. you feel the same way, Rick? Like it was, it was that kind of, like almost like you had a tap in your, a pep in your step while you're watching this movie. I, I did actually. Um, I feel like, uh, Will Ferrell kind of adds that to like a lot of his movies anyway, yeah. right? He just has like this like I don't know this jolliness about him, yes. you know, almost like there it, are it very is, it, you yeah. like you know when you watch him like he's having a good time. Yes, 
like the, I I say this a lot, Rick. There are very few actors like they just they just come on and you already start to smile because you know like yes, there's just a feeling whether you know he's gonna be funny or you just know he's happy. Like you just you genuinely grin, and that is so you cannot ma- manufacture that no matter yeah. how good of an actor you are. And Will Ferrell is one of those actors that's just like it's like all yeah. right, man. Like what do you got for me? Yeah, and he he has some not so good movies, and even oh, yeah. those, like I just enjoy. I just like watching the guy, right? Like I I just yeah. he just has this jolliness about him. Like like I said, he just seems like he's having the time of his life every time he's on screen. But you've you've touched upon a couple of things that I wanted to to get into as well too. Sure, you yeah, mentioned the, you mentioned the humor, right? And um, there it. It has funny moments, right? Mm-hmm. And it, there are some, like, you know, quotable parts, and um, it makes you laugh. But it's, it's by no means an, a knee slapper, right? No. Not, um, not even – truthfully, as much as I wanted to laugh, it's, this is not – I almost want to say if you're expecting, like, a, a raucous time like an anchorman, this is not the movie to come to. Like, not no. at all. <laughs> really? What, what, <laughs> if you could compare this to another in terms of the humor – of a Will Ferrell movie, what would you compare it to? I mean, so when we talk about the Blades of Glory comp, that is that's atmosphere. Blades yes. of Glory is a much much funnier movie. I laughed a whole lot more during that. Exactly. I, yeah, I went more with like the the uh, international competition with yeah. an underdog duo kind if of I, feel. That's that's to, really what I was getting at. If I have to compare this. To another, I'm trying to think of either a Will Ferrell movie or just a movie in general that has the same kind of humor. Um, you know what? This is this is an odd one, Rick. How about how about this? I mean, okay, maybe, you, you tell maybe, me. This this might be. I'm kind of just just trying to throw a movie out there to give us some sort of comparison yeah. here in terms of the humor. Um, did you see like Murder Mystery Party with Adam Sandler, the Netflix film? No, I haven't. Um, okay, that that it's kind of like that. Then I guess like there's. It's, it's, it's funny you say that because my comp was going to be another Netflix film. I don't know if you've seen this one, Rick. It's called The Polka King with Jack Black, and it, no, and it deals with like a he's he's like a uh, polka player. So I think of the music and I think of like okay. that. It's it's not quite dry humor. It's it's more just like I don't know it. It's more like the situations are funny and the characters mm-hmm. are so likable that they just make normal events a little bit funny. Yeah. Um, it's it's really hard, though. You're right. Yeah. To, to put a pin on it. So now it, it does have funny moments, but do you think it's maybe not as funny because of maybe – I mean, it's not – I guess maybe in some brief moments it could get a little emotional, but like because of maybe how much of like an underdog they are and yeah. their their struggle to to achieve this dream of Eurovision, because this isn't something they've been put down uh, recently about. Like their entire lives they've been put down right. as like Eurovision since they were children. Like this is not realistic. Yeah. Give up this dream. Mm-hmm. And they've been fighting their entire lives. Like they're in their forties and fifties still trying to make it to Eurovision yeah. and like they, they never quit and they keep going. Um, so I think maybe their struggle uh, lends for it to be a little less humorous and uh, slightly more emotional. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, the way you phrase that Rick. 
And I think at, at its best, when this movie is most likable, is when the characters are sincere. Um, whereas in other comedies, the best moments are when the characters are being funny. Like being... Yes. Their character... It's not like they're trying to be funny. The way their characters are and the way the characters are put in situations is funny. Like, just because just we're on this comp... I think of uh, at the end of Blades of Glory when Will Arnett is chasing Will Ferrell and they're both on ice skates and they're yes. skating through different set pieces and they, they, they start walking in the store. Like that's funny because their characters, which are boneheads, are, um, you know, they're, they're just, it's, it's like a, almost like a satire of big action sequences. And yeah. they're, it's just funny the way that that's framed. Whereas in this movie, the, the situations are not exactly funny. Even the part, so to get into the competition, right, um, Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams um, receive a stroke of good fortune to a degree. Yes. Whereas the um, other entrants into this competition, so only one act from each country can get into this, they're the worst ones. But the other entrants who could have possibly done it blow up in like a boating accident including Demi Lovato, which that was um, a funny part of the movie too. Yeah. I know it was probably hard for you guys to watch, but. Yeah, it broke um, my heart. But like, so, and I, and I think about in, in that moment, that probably should have been a lot funnier because that's a funny situation. And I just thought it was more, so in that moment, Will Ferrell, they both were like, oh my God, what just happened? But then Will Ferrell goes, wait, we're in. Like we made it into the competition. Yeah. And that just seemed like such a more sincere moment where I almost didn't find it. It's hard to explain that. It's like, I didn't find that moment necessarily funny. It was just, Oh, he's very happy that they're yeah, down yeah. in the competition, no matter what it took to get them there. And mm -hmm. that's why I can forgive it a lot of the time for um, not being as funny as maybe some other Will Ferrell movies or even other, just other movies in general. Uh, and um, I think, I think another thing it's a too that might it's a strength. That's that's yeah. what this movie's strength is. Yeah. I think another thing that might I guess hurt the humor too is and I know John you you saw the trailer for this. Mm -hmm. Um this is one of the more classic like examples of a movie that has most of the funnier moments in the trailer. Right. It's yeah. um a lot of like the real funny moments are already in the trailer. So if you don't think the trailer's funny at all, then you might not even think the yeah. movie's funny at all. Right. Um, I think a, a good place to, I don't even know if I'd watch the, the trailer, honestly. So if, if you haven't seen it, cause I wouldn't want to ruin maybe those moments, but um, I mean, that, that's, I guess that's what a good trailer should do is like here. It, like you don't want to unpack all of your baggage on it. You don't want to show all your cards, mm -hmm. but at the same rate for a movie that's really not all that funny and more just enjoyable. You know, it's, it's a, it really is hard to frame this in the correct way. Yes. I don't want you to think my fear is for people listening, you know, is like some people are probably going to go, well, wait a minute, you didn't think space force was funny. So how can you enjoy this? Even though you want the same comedy and it's not quite that space. force. You know I, yeah. You know what I think it is? And I, I, because we're both trying to figure out a way to say it. And, and I think I got it now because space force wasn't funny and it tried really hard to yes. be mm -hmm. like, it tried to hit certain notes. It tried to yep. get certain jokes and it didn't hit and they didn't work. Right. In, in 
Eurovision, they just don't take as many shots. Mm-hmm. Right. They hit on pretty much the shots they take. Right. They don't. Right. They don't take. A, they don't take a lot of like home run swings. Mm-hmm. But there's there's multiple singles and doubles that they're hitting. Yeah. And um, you know, put it. where Space Force is closing their eyes, swinging for the fences, yeah. and then throwing the bat into the tenth row. Yeah, the the tone of Space Force was so uneven, whereas this movie, the tone is very clear. I do agree. You you and and with with Space Force too. Space Force was charmless, in my opinion. There I, there yes. was nothing to latch onto and to like. These characters in uh, Eurovision are so like they're so happy and optimistic that you can't. It's infectious. You can't yes. help but feel the same way. And I did want to highlight specifically the performance of Rachel McAdams, who. I think she is the emotional heart of this film and her journey was the best to watch. You rooted for her. She's in love with Will Ferrell's character, but he doesn't quite reciprocate at first. And there's a running joke where like they might even be siblings, which I thought was funny. Yeah, yeah. Because in the first scene, you actually, I actually thought that because she's in the same room and she's dancing. I'm like, oh, they're brother and sister. And I like how they kind of went with that. But Rachel McAdams was so, um, so charming. She was so, she was, her character is so sweet and so earnest. And mm-hmm. there's some good funny moments with that because she is so nice. She doesn't want to get herself in trouble and she always wants to do the right thing. Um, but she was like, she was super, super easy to root for. And there's a moment, um, I guess at the film's climax-ish, when they're trying to figure out if they're, if they're going to go to the finals and like she and, and uh, Will Ferrell's character, I, I forget his name. I should probably should Lars. Lars, that's right. Oh, duh. Lars, Lars. you are a dreamer. <laughs> yeah, see, exactly. It's like she teaches him, like, like they bomb at a certain performance, and she just goes out there and she takes it on the chin, whatever is going to come. Because she, she yeah, she's bad. a very strong character. She's the very hero, strong. honestly. And I, I know you, um, I know you're not a uh, Lord of the Rings fan, but she's basically the Samwise Gamgee. Dude, she is of, really of the movie. She yeah. is. She's the hero, basically. Yeah. Without she giving makes too it much all happen. She she talks to her elf friends. Uh, you know, hey, who helps them out? Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't want to give anything away. It's actually a pretty funny um, story with the elves. Yeah, that's a, it's a great. See that like that that's the kind of humor that's funny. Like oh, she like somehow worships these elf creatures that yeah. you know no one else believes in. And, Which you know, I actually think is like a real thing in Iceland. Like, is it really? Like, yeah. I, I I think they actually like. There's a small percentage of people that like worship elves. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's it so works it's cool. But but she was easy. I think she was the highlight of the film. In fact, I you know, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell was also he was pretty good. I would say he's pretty solid. Will Ferrell. This is not a character of his that you're going to be quoting mm-hmm. for a very long time. It's not really even a very memorable film. It's just like it's almost bear with me rick almost like the feeling you get after you drink like maybe like two three beers you get a little buzz in you you feel a little warm and you're just like all smiley that's at the end of yeah. this movie that's how i felt it was a little yeah. buzz whereas you know an anchor man probably gets you you know it's probably like two four logos and a fucking you know yeah. handle of tito's where and it's a just, you're just yeah like you're just rolling around you're laughing you don't even know where you yeah. are that kind of thing. And sometimes, kind of like Flora's Lava, sometimes those movies that just make you feel good are yeah. worth the watch. And it is feel-good entertainment at the end of the day, I think, with, with Eurovision. And I was, because we had watched and reviewed Space Force before, 
I was very nervous about another Netflix comedy with a big name star. And I know Adam Sandler's done a couple of films with Netflix too that might not have see, received the best reviews. I'm, I was genuinely worried that it was going to be so unfunny that I couldn't watch it. And for mm-hmm. the first, I would honestly say for the first maybe act of the film, until they get into the competition, I, I struggled to get on board. And like, I, I knew I wouldn't want to quit on it because I just, I believe in the strength of the actors yeah. and what the premise was. And I'm glad I stuck around. I don't know if you had the same issue, Rick, or if it wrapped yeah. you up from the very beginning. It it was it was a little slow, mm-hmm. um, but I think they they did it that way just because they made it so long. You know, yeah. movies like that generally aren't over two hours, so I guess they yeah. kind of felt like they could go a little slower in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Had they taken off, you know, 15, 30 minutes, they, I don't right. think it would have obviously been that slow. Um, but it wasn't like um, you know we've talked about this before. I didn't think like worthy of like scrolling through Instagram through the first like act of the, of the movie. No, it's still, yeah. like, it had my attention, but I was, it yeah. was waiting for that moment to really kick it into another gear. Yeah. Um, but one thing I really wanted to ask you about, cause I know you're big into musicals, Broadway plays, sure. theatrical uh, musics and, and the like. Um, what did you think about like the soundtrack and the musical performances and the original songs for this. Cause personally I was a big fan. I really liked it. Yeah. I added, I added Husevic to my uh, Spotify playlist. <laughs> I listen, dude, I'm the guy in the back saying play Ya Ya Ding Dong. Like I, like, I was, <laughs> I was shouting for it. What, whereas I think that the music for this film is so, so unique. Um, it wasn't exactly toe tapping, although I did like Ya Ya Ding Dong. Mm-hmm. Um, the voices were great. Uh, I think if you actually enjoy like the genre of music that this is, like this Euro pop kind of, uh-huh. I don't know if this is just like genuine to Iceland or not. Um, like this was this was a great soundtrack. Um, it's well, even hard, the uh, yeah. the Dan Stevens like Heart of the Lion, Love of the yeah, Lion. Yeah, like that was, that was yeah. Like a, it's it's like a little funky type of uh, yeah, movie. right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like love it was love. it was definitely enjoyable. Um, yeah. I, I think that I'd have to also see what was both original music and what wasn't. There's that scene kind of in the middle where they're at the party. I thought of the pitch perfect, like riff off, riff off scene mm-hmm. um, where like, it's a bunch of different singers, like just, yes, it's like, like, like a, a montage medley. almost. Like yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Medley. Yeah. Yeah. And I was reading that those were actually some like genuine, like pop singers that were in it. It wasn't just actors. Like, so I didn't yes. know them personally at all. Well, you could have fooled me, but well, this is a fun fact uh, for me, those of you listening who might not already know. Um, the Eurovision Song Contest is a real thing. Yeah. Um, I did not know anything about it before Same. this movie came out. I didn't Same. know it existed. Um, so the Eurovision it, it Contest is a real thing. midway where I'm like, I think this is, this is probably based off of a real thing. And in the medley, though, John, I don't know if you know this either, it is full of former Eurovision winners and contestants oh okay so that's that's who is in it singing actually it's it's real um eurovision entries yeah that are we're we're joining and i guess they had as like guest singers there's like a one of them if you watch you cannot miss it um there's like a there's like a bearded lady um okay i need to be paying more attention i think it's i actually think it's i don't i don't know his or her proper pronouns but i believe it's maybe a man in drag okay I could be totally wrong, so I apologize. Sure. But his his or her name is, I think, uh, Chiquita Verst from okay. Austria. Okay. And he or she won his or her Eurovision year. 
yeah. um, and is one of the more popular entries in recent memory. But so um, cool. I, didn't know I don't know all these people because they're really just kind of names right. in Europe, honestly. But they're all they're all real people that were yeah. part of the real competition. Yeah, yeah. I think it goes back to that sincerity, right? Like this was a movie that that for me, from time to time, it was hard to really tell if they were satirizing this competition and the people in it. Or if they were like celebrating it, you know, because um, it could have been, I feel like if it was more satirical, it would have been a lot funnier. And these, the characters would have had more flaws to them. But these characters were just you know, your, your average, like, hey, I want to live my dreams kind of characters. And, mm-hmm. and I, but I think that works, it worked better than if it was an outright satire. Because if this was just yeah. outright satire and it was this level of, of not as funny, I definitely would not have enjoyed it as much. It would have felt Yeah. I actually watched a brief interview with uh, Rachel McAdams. She was on like Late Night with Seth Meyers. Oh, cool. And she said she's gotten a lot of uh, people come up to her about the movie and they'll say like, hey, they don't particularly like the Eurovision Song Contest, but they love the movie. Yeah, and then sure. they'll be like, "Hey, I don't like. I don't like the movie, but I mean, I don't like the competition, but I love your movie." And she's like, "Oh my yeah. god, it means so much to me. Thank you." <laughs> you know, so <laughs> right. it, it seems to be received uh, really well. Um, but yeah, I th- I thought it was I thought it was really fun. Um, it was. It was I, an all around fun. Really a fun film. Where I agree that if you if you really really dig into the nuances of it, you're gonna find things that you really don't like and yeah. that really don't work. But as as the couple of pints, you know, before a game or, you know, yeah. it's, it, it, it works. It works. I think it's um, also, too, because I, I think this is worth bringing up and talking about also because um, the setting and the way you consume a lot of the shows, movies, mm-hmm. and media is important, too. I think it has a big effect on your enjoyment. Um, I think this was perfect for a Netflix film. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't think I would have received it as well or liked it as much had I gone out to a movie theater and paid yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it, it just felt really good knowing that like, I just kind of, you know, nine o'clock just like threw on Eurovision sitting in my pajamas, yeah. eating some popcorn, like in the comfort of my own home. Right. You know, I, 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 de- I know for a fact I would have given this a lower score if I went out and paid like $12 for it. Yeah, I didn't um, agree with you a lot, Rick. And I never, I didn't even think about this really before you brought it up just now. But yeah, I think that, you know, it could it have worked in theaters. I mean, maybe, but it's hard for me. I, I agree with you. I don't think I would right? have liked it as much. I mean, certainly if this movie has one big glaring flaw with it is it's, it's length. You know, it's a yeah. two-hour and four-minute movie. I know there's an extended, like, credit sequence. Um, and when all is said and done, when, you you know, you get past, like, the opening stuff and, like, the epilogue, it probably runs closer to, like, an hour and 40, which does, mm-hmm. you know, it does reduce yeah. the time significantly. But um, I just think this is one of those, if you're just, I guess, stuck in the movie theater, maybe you feel at some point where it probably should have ended a half hour earlier than it did. And like, yeah, yeah you pro- it probably would negatively impact your experience as opposed to, oh, hey, let me, you know, let me just grab mm. something from the kitchen while this is still playing and, and all that stuff. Yeah. I agree with and, you, I, and, I, and I do think there are also movies on the other side of the spectrum that um, you receive better and just play well better in a theater. More specifically, like the blockbusters, something like a, um, like a 
James Bond, Mission Impossible, Fast and Furious, things like that. I'll probably even move on, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, more big budget films, things like that. Um, but yeah. this one I felt was, it was just perfect for Netflix. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it was the perfect platform. Really enjoyed yeah. it. Um, so I'm going to give it a generally uh, positive review. I mean, sure. I, I think we're both probably in the same ballpark. Uh, going to go on a scale of, now I think Dean reviewed this one, correct? Uh, I, I, so do we, do we want to go on 33 or 50 for this one? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. Let's. Do you want to do 50 and we can adjust accordingly? Exactly. All due respect. We're in the moment. Let's do, let's do out of 50 because it's the two of us. Um, And who knows what Dean would have felt being directly in our discussion. I'll tell you right now, Rick, my rating actually went up after having this talk because I thought about different things that I didn't think about before. Um, And I think I was deducting a lot of points because of its flaws, as opposed to just embracing it for what its strengths were. Um, So out of 50, how how about you start us off? I'm going to give it a 33. Okay. Awesome. I think it's, um, you know, like 25 or, you know, five or whatever you want to call the middle is like the average, but I, it was, you know, obviously it wasn't, it didn't for me at least hit that, seven out of 10 type of range or whatever, but it's, it's fun. It's enjoyable. It's another one of those things too, which you don't have to like glue your eyes to the screen. Uh Um, And it's like, it's the music, the fun, it's dancing, underdog story, Will Ferrell. I enjoyed it. It's got it. it. It's, it's a movie that you, you know, hopefully we've instructed you how to view it, not to expect the biggest of laughs, but just to expect to have a good time. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know sometimes that's what the movies are all about sometimes you know what it is sometimes you have to drop your pierce brosnan dad act where you just say oh my son he's you know he's he's worthless he's not a singer and just come full circle and just embrace lars for just living his dream after it all yes that's what i think it is for that rick i'm gonna give a similar rating i'm gonna give it a 32 out of 50 so, so between you and I, that is a, what, a 65, 65. That is, uh, I, I, think I think that's exactly fair. where it should be. I was, I was yeah. honestly between 32 and 33 for myself. Yeah. And you just made it easier for me. Cause I think 65 <laughs> is, is, I think it's exactly where it should be. Right. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's worth a watch. Um, we think you'll enjoy it. Um, we're not going to like beg you to see it, but we think you'll like it. We think right? you'll like it. That's that. And you know, c- couldn't have said it better myself, man. All right, guys, now we're going to go to our mailbag, and you might find a familiar voice here. Dean, what did you think about Eurovision? Hey, everyone, this is Dean. Uh, going to be solo just dropping in some audio today because, uh, you know, John and Rick could definitely handle Eurovision alone. And also, I have a lot of things to do. I have babies to kiss. I have uh, meetings to attend to. I'm doing that CEO shit. Anyway, uh, here to talk about the movie Eurovision. Honestly, I thought it was okay. Um, it would have been... I, I have a couple of main takeaways, and I'm sure John and Rick, and of course you guys, our listeners, and our caller mailbag, will definitely... Um, I'm really curious to listen back to hear how everyone else receives this. But honestly, for my takeaway, I'm a big Will Ferrell fan. Um, I loved Anchorman. That was one of my introductions to funny movies and comedy in general. Um but honestly, the one thing I kept on thinking during this movie was that Will Ferrell is 52 years old. Uh, this role would have been so much better if it was the Will Ferrell of old, um, so to speak. Uh, I mean, if he was maybe 10, 15 years younger, 
I think the movie would have worked a little bit more. It was a, I, I get it. It could be funny having someone who's, you know, kind of older playing a role kind of meant for a younger person. Uh, John, hearkening back to one of our favorite shows, Strangers with Candy, which is about Jerry Blank, who's a 47-year-old freshman in high school. Um, it could be very funny if that that's actually a part of the joke, but it seems that Will Ferrell just kind of had a big head and only casted himself. Um, honestly, that, that's my main takeaway with the movie. Uh, Piers Brosnan, who plays Will Ferrell's father in the movie, is only 15 years older than him in real life. Um, little, little odd. Um, the whole thing that I had about the movie was that, one, it wasn't overly funny. Um, you know, obviously a comedy is supposed to be funny. Uh, I didn't really find a lot of laugh-out-loud moments. But at the same token, I definitely did not hate my time watching the movie. I thought Rachel McAdams was amazing in it. Um, very good actress in general. We, we all know that. Um, I know that a lot of people have been Googling, was she really singing? Um, she was singing the Jaja Ja Ding Dong song, which was actually one of the only funny, um, you know, little bits that they kept on doing. But, um, of course, the, the main songs in the Eurovision contest were sung by Molly Sandin. Um, I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. But uh, the, the way that they did that was actually very masterful. So if you think that Rachel McAdams is some, you know, possible Grammy Award winning uh, person, that is uh, just not the case. So, yeah, uh, there was a lot to like. There was a lot to dislike. Um, so I'm just going to wrap up and give my rating. I'm going to give this one a 12 out of 33. It, like I said, it was okay. I did, definitely did not hate my time. There were some bits that I could tell were supposed to be really funny, like the part with the elves. And um, Will Farrell, for some reason, he kept on ragging on these American like backpackers. And that joke, I get it. It was supposed to go on too long, and that was the, the gag of it, I guess. But it was just so uh, not good. <laughs> it was very um, lazy. It was... Uh, stereotypical, it was cliche, it, just nothing about that works for me, in my opinion. Um, I thought the overall movie was, was okay. I mean, it, I'm not going to regret my time watching, but I'm also not going to recommend this to other people. So 12 out of 33. Thank you so much, Dean. Wow, yeah, we had a, looks like we shared a lot of uh, similar opinions. We love Rachel McAdams. Uh, I do think out of the duo, Will Ferrell is definitely the weaker. Um, and I never really thought about his age in that way. Yeah. But now that you mention it, it is maybe it is a little a little much. Well, um, you know what? I, 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 I personally don't think it's a little much because I feel like it kind of lends more to this like aging song artist where the music dream is slipping away. This is almost like his last chance he'll ever have. And uh, I, I almost kind of think yeah. it adds to it, right? Like he's like he's in his fifties. Like, isn't that like more of a reason for like his father and the people around him to say, Lars, like, give yeah. up, like you're <laughs> in your fifties, dude, like quit. And he still doesn't. And like Rachel McAdams still pushes him. It's like you don't quit on me. Yeah. You 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 keep going no matter what. So like yeah, he's kind of like this like fifty some odd year old like wannabe who's like right. has a pipe dream of being in Eurovision. It almost and adds like, more to the underdog aspect. Right? I think it does, right? Yeah. Um, but aside from that, like I think we're pretty much in agreement with Dean, yeah. right? We all we mm -hmm. all liked Rachel McAdams. Um, we agreed that it wasn't particularly funny, but it did yeah. have its moments, right? I forgot about that bit with the Americans and stuff. That yeah, that was a running gag. That it was funny here and there. It was like that that prototypical Will Ferrell humor where he's like being a jerk but he's doing uh -huh. it like a nice way, like that kind of thing. Like yeah. he's got this boyish 
attitude to him. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I see that that might have overstated its welcome. Yeah, I, I get that too. Um, but I, I think we were kind of like on the same page with him, honestly, for the yeah. most part. Aside from like maybe the Will Ferrell age, which I, I don't think is really uh, that big of a difference in what yeah. you and I have already talked about. Um, he gave it a, what was it, a 12 out of 33? 12 out of 33. So if we, let's let's go to our uh, uh, mathematicians. 18 out of 50. 18 out of 50, a 36 out of 100. Roughly, roughly, yeah, it's a roughly the same uh, yeah. scores. So thir- uh, 36 out of 100. Um, that's a little low, I thought. Um, yeah, it's lower than what, us. I, mm-hmm. than what I expected from him. Because you and I are people that would – um, we would recommend seeing it, right? Yeah. Like we're not like you know banging down the doors to like get people uh-huh. to like watch it, but like we 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 think it's, yeah, worth, it's worth watch. watch. And, yeah, and exactly. he's, I I think uh, a thirty six out of a hundred kind of is saying like, hey, you, you should probably pass, right? Yeah, that's what I think too. Um, and and maybe you know we'll we'll talk more with Dean next time he's on. You know maybe mm-hmm. he was expecting it to be a lot funnier, and that might have influenced his low rating. I could tell there was yeah. just some disappointment there. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I, I get that too. If you really yeah. were looking for a laugh out loud riot fest, love the shout out to strange with candy Dean. Yeah. Uh, very similar. And I mm-hmm. love that show too. Yeah. I could totally see the rating though. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, we, while we didn't necessarily agree with it, it, it it's not crazy. Right. Mm-hmm. We can, right. we fully can fully understand why some people might not have liked it as much as we did. And, uh, it's 36 out of a hundred. Uh, isn't it's, it's not crazy. So, um, I'm, I'm happy we at least got to hear from him, right? You know, he yeah, couldn't be of here course. with us, but uh, it was it was nice to at least uh, get a little word from him. Yeah, yeah, get your thoughts on it. So, you know, thank you guys again for listening up. Um, you know, I'm trying to. You're usually better at ending this thing, but better than me, man. But it's we're we're on a high from watching Eurovision. Um, you know, check it out if you have a chance. At least from Rick and myself. Um, and be on the lookout for the next couple of things that are coming up. Stay on that top 10 of Netflix. Let us know, again, 1-800-RATED, you know, what kind of shows you guys are into, what movies are coming out, and we're going to try to keep abreast of all the new content that's happening. In fact, we might be doing a certain Pulitzer Prize-winning Broadway musical next time you hear from us. Um, that's oh, taking the hint, world by storm a whole lot. Hint, hint. Yeah. <laughs> so that's probably going to be our next episode. Uh, if you don't know what it is, then you'll be pleasantly surprised, hopefully, for next episode. Um, that recording uh, might be just me and John. Um, yeah, I don't know we'll if that's see. going we'll to see be. We'll see how it shakes out. I don't know yeah. if that's going to be the very next one we do, or maybe we'll have one in between. Sure. Um, but Dean will be back either, if not the next recording, the one right after. Um, so we're so excited for that like john said keep an eye out for those top tens because that's mostly what we're going to be trying to give reviews on um we're going to dabble in a little bit of you know kulu and uh other things like that um but until then guys hang with your bros love your hoes and as always watch those shows see you next time